0: Hello and welcome to Right Brain, episode 37. My name is J.F. Dubot. I will be your guide on this wonderful journey through the world of literature and writing and publishing. I'm with Paul. Paul Inman. Paul, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing great, J.F. Thanks for having me back again. I don't know why you keep inviting me back to this.
0: I'm not inviting you. You're my co-host. You're not my guest. But Paul, we do have guests.
1: We do have guests. And... Those guests are from our um, frenemies, our frenemy uh, podcast, YouTube, live. Th- what, what do you call it? I don't even have any idea. What do you call it? I have no clue. A web,
2: it. Know. A yeah, web you show. you figured out. You let us know.
1: Yeah, a web show. So we have, who's going to go first here? Well, we have Chris- uh, Christine. Christine. Yeah, we'll like Christine. Oh. Hi, Christine. You go How first. You
3: have you? a new microphone, I hear. That's yeah,
0: a new
1: microphone.
3: So. I do have a new blue snowball microphone. Um. Yeah. Am I just saying who I am? Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Go okay. ahead. Um, Say Christine, anything you want.
1: It doesn't matter. Uh, it's off the mm, cuff here. No you idea. You need to
3: give me a few more rules. Uh,
1: okay. So, um.
3: So you're
0: you. We, we met both of you guys through obviously Inkshares through our our publisher. So why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us what project mm-hmm. you you have on Inkshares. Where you're at. Where your project. And then we'll move on to your co-host. She'll introduce herself. And then we'll just chat about what's happening with drink shares or not.
3: Sounds perfect. Yeah,
1: or the future. Yeah. So go and All go right. and begin. Okay. And go. Okay, go.
3: Are you?
1: All right, your turn. Ready? Go.
3: Yeah. And right. go. <laughs> Shut up, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't take long.
1: <laughs> See? See? I'm
0: not the villain. You are the villain. This you are is the why I do villain. it.
3: Every shut up is a reference to you, J.F. Your villain (laughs) (laughs) could be
1: a meme. All right, Christine,
3: introduce yourself so
0: we can move
1: on.
3: (laughs) So, um, yeah, I came to InkShares last summer for the first Nerdist contest. um, And I had started writing a book the year before. And then I saw the Nerdist broadcasting the information about the contest. And I was like that's interesting so i checked it out and i jumped in um i didn't come close to winning but i also didn't come close to the bottom either i kind of managed to succeed at funding um you know shortly after the contest relatively speaking um and you need to name
0: your book like you need to plug your product
3: see this is my first interview ever so i'm forgetting such things
0: okay well the, the first rule of interviews is that when you introduce yourself you introduce your product also okay. whatever is current and important to you
2: you would you would think as like you know show hosts would be get at this <laughs> but no. we're so used to other no. people doing it we're actually pretty no, terrible at it ourselves
3: yeah so um seven shards is the title of my fantasy novel um and i am like in the the dying days of the editing process trying to get it finally finalized so i can hand it in um and i'm hoping that i can hand it in in time to be actually published sometime in 2017.
0: that's i I wouldn't know how that feels at all
3: yeah right (laughs) Mm. it's going around that feeling
0: cool well i i we're going to ask you more questions about your book uh, in a second, but first, uh, Becky, introduce yourself.
2: Hi, uh, I'm Rebecca S. Lieber, also known as Becky. I am one of the co-hosts, the one of the four of Drink Shares Last Call, which we had our last episode. Was it just last Monday that we finished the show? it like been such a time warp.
1: Yep. That's okay,
2: wonderful. so, um, yeah, my days are all blending together because I, like Paul, I'm also a high school teacher, and so it's finals week. I'm sure Paul can relate to that as Christmas approaches, and so that is the craziest time of our year. So well, days Paul, just kind of start blending music, together. so it
0: doesn't count.
2: It still counts. In fact, I, as a former, as a person who almost went into art education, I feel even more, more sympathetic towards Paul for the, uh, animosity that gets thrown towards the arts department well, um, okay, I was okay. this, right
0: just just quick disclaimer Back on subject i I've, 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 I've been an art director i know what working with artists is and yes i do feel a lot of sympathy for paul
2: no he has a, he has to have a soul to feel sympathy <laughs> <laughs> so.
1: okay that's
0: funny so
2: um, anyway, it's it's finals week, so my days are blurred together. But um, I joined Inkshares back in February of 2016. I had a very quick and dirty relationship with Inkshares. I started funding in June. I got involved with the show really quickly after I got involved with Inkshares because I started uh, stalking uh, AC Weston, Kara Weston, through Twitter. And she just kind of adopted me into the fold and i got to know joe and i got to know christine and all the other people that we have had on the show in the last couple of months uh elena elon uh regina um caitlin g- got brought g in g Derek adams g Derek adams what other what other guests am i forgetting in my my the drunken lucid, lucidity hopefully um, that's it <laughs> and then finishing her you're obviously up with with right brain um but uh I started funding in June for my book for proxy, which was my first project that I put up there. And I ended up getting cut from my teaching job and in about a one to two month turnaround from the time that I started funding my project to the time that summer ended, I had entered a new job. I was teaching a new subject. It was pandemonium and I basically had to abandon my, uh, my book project and it just sat idle and I was really disappointed um but now i've got two projects going neither of them are finished nor do i have anything that i'm actually doing with them right now other than just sitting in the the theory process of what do i do with this new material that i have that i want to get written and one of the cool things that i've experienced with being part of Inkshares and meeting all these different people who have backgrounds in video and design and audio is i'm starting to realize If I would have funded, I think I would be disappointed because now that I know that there are so many different venues for getting my story out there, I really want to work on a more multidimensional story. I want to utilize the internet. I want to utilize all of these different mediums that people use to tell stories, and I don't just want to limit myself to a book anymore. So when Proxy and Intrepid eventually enter into the world, they are probably going to be in a much more multidimensional. Story format and not just a book. Um, that's one of the works in progress that I have going on. Um, I don't really have much more information to give at this point because we're pretty much putting all of our momentum at this point into our pet project, which is IndiePen, which we plan on releasing to the world in February. So that's okay. pretty much where the show goes from there. Well, yeah. we'll
1: get back. We'll get to that in a, in a minute. Let's uh, talk about your actual stories for just a second. Christine, tell us what. Seven Shards is actually, like, about... Give us the pitch. Just real quick and dirty. Go.
3: So, the brief backstory is that um, this kingdom has had a history of war and slavery. Um, And you start in this, like, moment of peacetime, but it very, very quickly, you know, ends up some things happen and, you know, the war... There's going to be another war. There's going to be a rebellion. Um, slavery gets reinstated, hence the war and rebellion. Um, and it kind of follows an ensemble cast, but they're not, uh, they're not always together. You kind of follow each individual on their own path you know, as they travel around and get involved with all these big political things that are going on. Um, and then they like intersect at various points. Um, and it kind of becomes about, at the end, like, does the ends justify the means? You know, there are people fighting for, you know, to do the right thing, to save people's lives, um, for freedom and all that. But in order to gain those things, they might have to do some morally wrong things to get there.
1: Ah, some ambiguously gray areas, huh?
3: Lots of gray. Mm-hmm.
1: Cool. So, um, Becky... Tell us
2: what the proxy two prox-
1: is about. I know. Okay, that Proxy intrepid, let's Yeah, talk proxy. proxy and
2: Trepid are two completely different stories. So Proxy was my first project, and it was inspired by an idea I got in World Religions class when I was taking classes in college about um, Hinduism and reincarnation and what happens to the soul. And it all kind of stemmed out of if when the idea of uh, creationism and Hinduism is that the universe is created, it persists, and then it's destroyed. and It's this ongoing cycle. Well, what happens when the world is created? Are all the souls that are ever going to be needed created in that one fell swoop? Or what happens when we get to a time period where overpopulation starts to take over? Are there enough souls to be born into the world? Um, and that was always an idea I carried around with me. And out of that was born this story about a girl named Max Lucas, who um, she has abilities. She doesn't really know much about them. She's always had them. She's been the freak. Um, she's very isolated, and of course she meets the guy that also has abilities, and from that point on she is swept up in this whirlwind of realizing history is not what she thought it is, nor is religion Um, all of the gods that she had learned about in mythology at some point existed and were different people throughout history uh, that had influence on what happened, Um, and so she gets pulled into this struggle with several mythological figures that you guys would know athena being the most prominent of them um egyptian gods play a role persian gods play a role um let's see norse gods basically all your traditional mythologies hinduism norse mythology things like that um and she starts to realize that the line between good guys and get bad guys gets blurred pretty quickly when history is written by the winners
0: cool sounds complex
2: it is very complex why do you think i haven't finished it yet <laughs>
0: I don't know because
1: you were doing a podcast instead.
2: No, I certainly didn't have a day job or anything else better. To do. Oh yeah, well, day job.
1: Also, says the guy who should be editing right now, right? Right. Now. Who says I'm not? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. The Oreos say you're not, though.
0: I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a deep cut to our uh, pre-show sure when I was eating snacks
2: <laughs> on microphone
0: like an animal. That's okay. You're talking
2: to the girl who um, one night we had. Here's a little bit of fun behind the scenes fact for DLC. One night we had a show. We always film on Monday nights, and we did our prep nights on the Monday in between shows because we were a bi monthly show. So, one night, um, like on a Friday, I found out that a very close friend of mine's father had passed away and that the wake was going to be on Monday. But the wake started at like four o'clock. So, we're like, okay, we'll get there right after school. It won't be a problem. We'll be in and out. You know, I'll be home in plenty of time because the show doesn't start till eight. We ended up standing in line for almost four hours. It was the largest funeral I'd ever been to. And so we got in, we we you know, did our obligatory, I'm so sorrys and you know, all that. I got to talk to Dylan. But uh, I raced home. I got a burrito on the way home, and I'm oh. sitting at the computer, eating, like, leaning off camera to take a bite of burrito while everyone else talked, because the way it works is you can only see your picture while you are you're speaking so i'm eating this giant burrito off screen yeah we could see you (laughs) you guys could but anyone watching the show wasn't really paying attention uh uh-huh sure to
0: be fair eating a huge burrito is how i want to record all my podcasts right
2: right
1: so that's a pretty cool story um (laughs) That's kind of sure. cool. I don't know, JF. we don't have anything like that, do we? We pretty much as soon as you guys don't soon as we on your
3: show.
1: No, as soon as we like get our internet to work and our I mean our browsers to work, unfortunately, like mine didn't work tonight. Um as soon as we get our browsers to work, we're like, "Hey, let's record." And then when we're done, JF's like, "I hate your face. Bye."
0: Yeah, I mean, we're we're very professional, fueled by mutual hatred and just resentment. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> I I like I spend most of my time just being jealous of the fact that Paul has a successful functioning family. Meanwhile, I just live alone in a one-bedroom apartment in a basement. Um, and and that's, that's pretty much the, the, the basis of our relationship. But we, otherwise, we're extremely <laughs> professional. Exactly. All right, so, so you guys did for, what, a whole year drink shares? Uh, More almost of that? a whole
3: year. No. Almost a whole Not year. Not quite a year. It was 20 episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I guess 21 if you count episode zero.
2: Well, and we did a special for the review a thon. What was Draft, yeah, draft shares. <laughs>
3: shares. You know, that thing I, love I that created. I you keep forgetting the name of draft shares. Yeah, which
2: I came up with. Um, like yeah. I said, hectic time of the year for teachers. But uh, yeah, draft shares, we did a special show on a Saturday which featured Avalon. Was she the only one for Meek Shares that was on? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah, we, we did a special kind of like afternoon special where we talked about draft shares and. Basically, the review-a-thon was something that happened before I got involved, um, so I can't really speak to that. But Wait, Joshier's... hold on.
3: Was it exactly one year ago? <laughs> By any yes. chance? It was,
2: perhaps, exactly one year ago today.
1: Of, at, yeah, at this the time of we're recording, it was one year ago. In fact, it was probably, right now, literally one year ago. We were probably still rolling on that.
2: Which no, was pretty night? cool, I thought. I thought it was Yeah, in the Yeah, that one.
1: Yeah, no, that's what... It was in the evening.
2: Draft shares and even though Reviewathon was something I wasn't a part of, those are the things that um, I really miss as Inkshares is changing and developing and becoming a new entity and you know changing with the times. I miss the community. Um, one of the reasons that I am not as involved with Inkshares anymore and I'm moving on to doing solo projects and things like that is because I built a really strong community with the people. Um, that supported me and my book. And now we're moving on to do things together, which is fantastic. But it's it's kind of sad that I feel InkShares is losing that um, that core, that community that, that started there. Um, because I was embraced very early on. Um, John Robin brought me into the Slack and Kara embraced me and brought me onto the show. And from there, it was just like, I met all of these great and friendly people that only wanted to help me and my story get exposure. And it, I wouldn't have gotten as far as I did with my campaign without those people so i appreciate everything that people did for me even though my campaign didn't come to fruition but i feel like that's okay i feel like better things are in store Um, The,
0: the thing is like especially when it comes to and this this is something i'm learning from being exposed to a lot of online creators whether they're doing podcasts or they're writers or web comics is that the only kind of and it sounds so cliche stupid meme on a you know with puppies on a background of an image like but the only like the only true failure is when you're not learning from an experience and there's no way you do a a crowdfunding campaign successful or not and not learn a few tricks on the way in or at least make make a few contacts there's just just the fact that you managed to build this community uh, around your work that of people that are going to be helping you and are going to be supporting your efforts in the future especially since you're talking about having your plans be a lot more multimedia than just books right i mean that's a huge victory that's a huge win
3: yeah now you have like voiceover artists and things like that mm-hmm.
2: that you didn't know before you even came here yeah i also apparently i didn't know that i had such an uh, a penchant for voice work either until somebody on this very show asked me if i would do mm-hmm. some voice work for them
1: paul yeah, yeah that was who who is was that i mean that was i don't weird. know
2: some random author guy that stalks me i don't know when do we and, get to hear like, that is he doesn't that he secret? doesn't
1: pay either he doesn't pay that's so terrible never work okay. for free no you don't for understand me.
2: paul i love the sound of my <laughs> own voice so to just oh, be able I, to I hear understand. my own voice recorded is payment itself itself so
1: i do understand because I, I feel the same way
0: I hate the sound of my own voice, yeah, and I'm happy to report that most people agree with me.
3: Um, wait, the me too. <laughs> oh, wait, what's
1: my that, voice, JF? I yours? had you muted. That I came out really mean. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's fine. Um, to use it. When can you listen? To, I've already put that out, but although it is private, so uh, for reasons that are uh, well, the easiest way to say it is, I'll have to pay for all the stuff that I used. You know, it was like a contest, and they let you use all these uh, video clips and stuff. Oh. And then uh, they're like, you can't share it because then we'll charge you. So that it's sucks. private, but I can send you. It, it does, but I can send you a, leak, a link. Um, it's It was good. It was good. In fact, I, I know one time I put it in the Slack. I, think, I know I maybe. heard
3: Becky's portion of maybe. it. Mm-hmm. But I never heard the rest.
0: You know what? Oh, there the was, worst thing would be. There was be, no Paul? other. It
1: was just her. It was just her. It was just her oh, voiceover. Then I heard it. Yeah, it was a the video. Worst, yeah. The worst
0: thing that could happen with this little secret project of yours that they're not letting you use the images is that if someone independent of you were to say like rip rip the video and publish it independently of your own will. I mean, no one should do that. No one like listeners don't no. do that. Just, <laughs> but I'm saying. <laughs> if that were to happen, don't do it, but if that were to happen, I mean, it would not be in of, of your control, so they couldn't charge you.
1: No, no, of course. No one would ever do that, right, James? Yeah, Bottom no line. one should do that. <laughs>
0: anyway, so, <laughs> so drink shares lasted for a while. What, what was the impetus to doing drink shares in the first place? I oh, mean, it was already such a perfect show for crowdfunding. I, th- I think <laughs> I initially
3: know. we thought it was just a hilarious idea. Um and, and then it, it stuck. It sounded like fun. <laughs> um and it was fun. So then we kept doing it and then the more we did it, the more serious we got about it.
2: Yeah, um, it it slowly went from being like this fun thing that we did to oh, it's prep night and Once we finally started to get to the point where we were begrudgingly doing the show, then we realized, okay, we're we're beating a dead horse at this point. I think there were some nights that we... I shouldn't do the show. I was never begrudgingly doing the show. I was begrudgingly getting to prep night. And I was like, oh, Uh, we got to do this thing. Was it your favorite part ever? (laughs) I love prepping. I really do. I do, too. But... That's the night that my brother in law is off and that's our overnight. Oh yeah, we did a night. To have that. And issue. that was yeah, so that was the you thing. You were
0: sacrificing Overwatch. I was for sacrificing
2: this? Overwatch for the show. That is my dedication level, JF. But wow, it just got to I a point where that. I think I think the reason mentally that I started to feel like the show was starting to get to be a job was because I had literally started a new job. And it wasn't just a I moved schools and started teaching at a new school. It was I started teaching a completely yeah. different subject. I went from social studies to special ed in a summer. And, yeah, and
3: we all we all got insanely busy like like boom boom boom. When yeah. Joe decided Becky, Kara was freaking pregnant. So yeah, Kara was building barely... a life.
2: <laughs> she had a parasite inside her, although it's yeah. adorable. Um, Joe decided he was like you know, going off the grid to finish his yeah, book like and color was, high water. Yeah, and so the the show kind of fell on us, and it was like, man, how you know how much longer can we keep this going? And we had all these things that we wanted to do separately, and it was it was hard because we had such an amazing thing at the beginning of the year, and then everybody got busy, and we had to kind of decide, okay, there there is a termination date for this show, unfortunately. So that's ultimately why the show ended up only being twenty episodes long.
0: But it's this isn't just uh, this isn't just something that's going to die and and decompose in its tomb. Oh, this no. is a no, phoenix no, no, no. in a way.
2: Yeah, this is. A, I wouldn't even call the it phoenix. It's like a, a precursor. It's the the prologue to what we eventually plan on having the later. Your the seed, warm up before leg,
0: leg day. <laughs> that's Whoa. right.
2: Nice. Um, this Colorful. was pretty much. This was the test run. This was proving ground to. Can we do a show? Do we know anything at all? And will people listen to us? And apparently, all of those things were accurate. So.
1: I still don't we, know uh, what's going on with us, J.S. I, I, right I don't know those now. I don't know those answers.
0: It's mostly Who me are just you guys yelling. again? <laughs> so, welcome up? to Right Brain. <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> That's right. I, I'm kind of still in awe that we even had viewers. Like, yeah, I, that was always a surprise. Um, one of the funniest things that, that Christine told me was we were having a conversation oh, not too long ago that we had not only like we had our Share's viewers, which, which that, you know about? that that made sense because we always had our friends in the chat. We always had the YouTube chat open. But we had international viewers. We had people from all across the country, and it was just like what do these people I find think Kuwait fascinating? Was a big one. Yeah, Kuwait. A lot from Asia. So It was astonishing to us that we put this thing out on the Internet and people responded to it.
0: Well, some much more entertaining people than me once said that one of the most – one of the things that gets rewarded the most on the internet, especially when you're talking about video and podcasting is not necessarily quality so much as earnestness. And if there's anything that you guys had is really this very honest approach to what your, each of your individual experiences and struggles were uh, in in this insane reality that is, you know, publishing and being a a starving fledgling writer. Mm
2: -hmm. I think the other hosts were much more earnest. I just bitched a lot. I think that's what it built down <laughs> to. Becky with the truth bomb. Yeah. Um, I have very... That's your own way of being earnest. I have a very thin filter. I think we all know that. If you've watched the show, you know that I have a thin filter. And the thing about drink shares was we, we drank. and
0: <laughs> Oh, that... I get it now. <laughs> <laughs>
2: the, the thin filter only gets thinner when uh, Becky ingests alcohol. So earnestness, I think, is a really nice way of saying that I was really blunt and honest <laughs> way more than I probably should have been.
0: That's fine. <laughs> it's a it form of It was a good dynamic.
2: <laughs> it was a good dynamic, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Alright, so elephant in the room, what is what? what's the next plan?
2: Go ahead, Christine.
3: Okay, we are going to launch IndiePen Inc., um, which is spelled... Like indie, and then capital P E N, and ink with a K. Um, <laughs> sorry, and so that's not like a nappy pen. No, no but, it's not happy pen. It's no. an indie pen. If but it's a, you can use that as a reminder, a little mental note. Um, it's a play on independent, right? So, yeah, that's gonna be in part. It's gonna be an umbrella for a variety of podcasts and web shows. Um and such, but it's also going to be a website where, you know, over the course of the next few years, we're going to have these really cool author resources, um, you know, like tutorials. We have this researchatorium idea. Um, And then we're also going to like make some, try to help out people getting in touch with like cover artists or editors. Um, So we'll have, you know, like our, our people that we recommend.
2: Um, Yeah.
1: So, sort of like a one stop shop for a writer. Yeah, like the ultimate. We
2: would love for IndiePen to be the ultimate resource for independent writers. um, Because one of the things that I have frequently come up against as I have been honing my craft over the last 10 years is by the time I got to InkShares, I didn't feel like a newbie writer anymore. I hadn't been published and I hadn't really got any experience in the publication industry part of writing, but I did I knew the basics. I knew how to character develop. I knew how to create a world. I knew how to do all these things. But I kept getting to the point where I'd have a block or I didn't understand something or I just needed feedback. And that's really what led me to Inkshares. And then I made all these friends and they get, you know, they were my resource. But not everybody has that. And so if you go to the internet and just type in anything for writing help you end up with people there's who are so super, much yeah
3: yeah there's so and much out there but it's not quality
2: it's all the same stuff it's like people are just regurgitating the same old things they might have different methods like for structure like you might have one uh website that talks about seven point story arcs and you might have another one that talks about the snowflake method but there's no like substance to it um yeah it tells you how to do it But once you do it, you're on your own. And so one of the things that I really wanted to do was create a website for not newbies and not necessarily advanced authors, but people right in the middle. People who felt confident in their craft, but are writing in a vacuum. Because that's ultimately what kills writing more than anything else is you can be great at dialogue. You can be great at character development. You can be great at setting and world-building. But the longer you're isolated from other people reading your work without getting feedback, without getting editing, without just getting any kind of perspective, your writing starts to suck more and more because you get stagnant. You're the only one reading it. You're the only one who's giving any critical feedback to it. And so that's ultimately what we want to build is a resource that not only helps people with their individualized problems, but also creates a community where no one's trying to sell a book. No one's trying to profit. You're only trying to get exposure for your skills. So if you're an artist and you want to create covers because you need to build a portfolio, you come to IndiePen. If you want to do voiceover work like I did for Paul, if you want to work on your project because you're a senior in college and you need a script for um, a movie that you want to make or a short film, come to us and make a trailer for somebody like we, we just want to be a creative space for creative people without people having to feel an obligation to pay forward or to pay money, but rather pay forward their skills and, you know, things like the research are basically things that I wish I had as an offer. So.
1: Cool. So, um, earlier, and I can't remember if this was on the pre-show or, or earlier in the podcast, but earlier you mentioned something about February. What's going to happen in February?
3: Let's see. Our very first episode of drink ink is going to be, I think it's on the 3rd?
2: Yeah, the 3rd, 3rd is a Friday
3: then on the 3rd um, and I'm going to be hosting that Drink and... Inc. is the
2: closest thing to DLC that we'll have yeah. under the umbrella of Yeah, that uh, one's going to
3: be our live show with drinking. It'll be a little less serious than uh,
2: Drink Shares was
3: and it, and it won't
2: just be limited <laughs> to writing I think we want to include fandom on that anything exactly. that has to do with yeah, book creativity, culture, pop culture it. Yeah, stuff sort of like that yeah um
3: so that's going to launch on february 3rd the website will be sometime in february and um i think elena's first women slaying stories mm-hmm. underneath the indie pen ink uh affiliation it's going to be around then, and you'll have a couple of tutorials out, I think, too.
2: Yeah, I've already started working on a couple of articles that I would like to roll out by February and a couple of tutorials, although I need to get a GoPro or something before I do that, um, because right now I am filming and recording on a Logitech camera, which has been great for the show, but I think if we're actually going to start doing tutorials where I'm doing more than just yeah, sitting some high quality. stationary in front of a computer screen, I need to get a little bit better quality equipment.
0: Well there are some actually some good HD Logitech cameras but if you're lo- using like just a, a standard webcam mm-hmm. yeah that's not as good
2: Right I think I bought this 2 days before we started the show just because I was like shit what do I do I don't have a camera or a microphone
0: <laughs> So basically you guys are going to have uh, you have this umbrella where you're going to have all these creative resources you're going to have a few podcasts do you do you have like plans on having some kind of uh, interaction with the community, a forum or something like that?
2: Well, we definitely want to have a uh, women writers community um, and that's not, I shouldn't just say women writers community, but just Uh, an artistic creative space for women to talk about the issues that you know plague you as creative women whether it's you're writing a story you're filming you're a director uh, you're a musician what have you I I feel like that's really important and not just because I'm a shrill raging feminist but um, I see there's a craving for that right now Um, when I look at people like uh, Reese Witherspoon for example is creating an all-women's production company for yeah. female movies. I know that there is a market for that. So I know well, that there yeah, are... Yeah, and
3: especially online, so many women are timid about, mm-hmm. um, like, saying anything on a chat room at all. Mm-hmm. Um, like, we know from looking at our... Um, the analytics from Drink Shares that women do watch our show. Yet, in the live chat, you almost never saw any women in there. There are a couple, but... You know, it was most of the time, like, almost all guys doing the live chat. Um, so, and I don't know, you, there's probably so much personal, like, anecdata for that that anyone could think of where, you know, the women are there, but, you know, there's, like, a safety issue when it comes to, you know, stepping your foot into an online community because you don't know, you know, what might be lurking out there. So, it's good to have a a dedicated
2: space. Right. Um, and ultimately, the end goal that we would love to have, like when the website's functioning and maybe we've set up a Patreon and can afford to do such, like create such interactive elements is uh, one of the things that we really strive to do is create a, what's the word I'm looking for, Christine? A customizable experience. Yeah. Um, one of the cool things we would like to eventually set up is to have some kind of Quiz or some kind of interactive Thing where a writer goes Through and specifically selects the Things they want to work yeah, on
3: like a, a customized, what did I call it I had a, a nice a form Zingy name kind?
2: Well, like the, a, the funny thing about the way That the website's like a, been rolling out is Everything is based on uh, like RPG Games at this point <laughs> We've been yeah. able to give everything on the website Almost this um, It's all very tongue in cheek Yeah, kitschy little RPG game nickname or association and we had something along the lines of that, but it's it's lodged in our notes and I'm three glasses of wine I, in, so I can pull
0: up. <laughs> so, so basically this could be kind of a character creation sheet for your for your interest so that you, right. almost, you get almost fed like that, yeah. mostly the information to about mm-hmm. the things that you want to work on.
2: Yeah, because you, you as a writer, you have things that you feel confident in, but you have areas that you're like I really need to work on this. But if you go to seek that out, especially when you are someone who feels a little bit more confident in their craft, it's really hard to not just get stuck in that basic foundational tutorial walkthrough website Regurgitation, And so if you can specifically ask people to help you with these specific areas, I think that's going to be way more productive for your writing craft than if you were to waft through the sea of all of these different things that people are putting out there.
0: You mean uh, just a bunch of BuzzFeed lists about the 10 things you should never do in writing right. is, is not sufficient?
2: Yeah, not sufficient right. lists. <laughs> hey i love a good listicle i'm not
3: i, I spend oh, yeah. a lot of time on Some buzzfeed lists, but yeah we really want to curate the content so it's not just like what three extra things can we plug in here so we have 10 and make it you know just focused on the quality information only mm-hmm.
0: that's good because i mean you guys oh, that, brought...
2: i found it sorry
3: oh go ahead <laughs> the choose your own lesson quest.
2: Oh yeah, it was based on like a choose your own adventure story. That's what it was. That was clever, That's I remember cool. that.
1: That's very cool. That is neat. So, Jeff, you were saying?
0: I was just saying that there, there was definitely a need for a more um, I say more curated experience for new writers that are kind of ready to jump into whatever the arena they want to participate in happens to be. um, That is not just, like, clickbait. Like, I I made a joke about these BuzzFeed lists about, like, what to do. But there's so many resources for writers that are just built by other writers to promote their own stuff.
3: Oh, yeah. And you see things where they lift someone else's article or blog Mm -hmm. post and they just you know, copy and paste it.
0: Oh, how how many people just rewrite and re regurgitate uh, Stephen King's on writing in in list form just so they can get some clicks. Mm
3: -hmm. Right. Yeah. So we want to not be that.
0: (laughs) That is good news. (laughs) Indeed. (laughs) I highly encourage you to not be that. Uh, It it sounds sounds like a very cool project.
1: Yeah, it does. Um, So you mentioned a couple of different things, uh, Involved with this uh, website, and uh, is there anything else specifically that you already know that that you didn't have a chance to talk about? Like, uh, for Not, example,
3: any?
0: any
2: uh, I, don't, uh, I don't want to get into all f- of our long-term plans because <laughs> <So laughs> we don't have that kind of time. Yeah, we have. Oh no, no, you no, guys no, know for being on our show. Yeah, well, you guys know from being on our show what planners and preppers we are, and so we just have documents this upon documents upon documents of brainstorming, it, and we had this good idea once, put it down before we forget it, and so we just don't we don't have that kind of time to go <laughs> to bore you guys with all the finer points of our and, future. And well, most of them aren't going to
3: exist for a long time. We're going okay, to be kind of slow what I was gonna... and methodical about this so that we don't lose our minds. And, well, know, that's kind of what I was broke. getting
1: at. Is there anything else that you had like that? would be rolling out over the next, you know, maybe five or six months or something? Or is that, um, did you hit everything?
2: Goal one is to have a functioning website by February. Um, okay. Do you still, guys have I a mean, URL I,
1: yet? We do. <laughs> that,
3: that, that. It won't take oh, okay. you anywhere Perfect. yet. But <laughs> no, no, that's all right.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, just didn't know if you wanted there, to plug so it. So that I would have be your have it, plug. We have
2: it purchased. When it rolls out, is it, are we going with the ndpen.inc or the ndpeninc.com? I think, well, because we bought both, got both.
3: Will take you there.
0: <laughs> you, use right, both. Redu- like Redu- yeah. Redirect yeah. one to redirect. the other. Exactly. That's it. And I would promote yeah. the .com because it's more natural for right. people to remember.
3: Yeah, we do have our Twitter page up if you want to follow that.
0: Yeah, you should totally plug your Twitter so that people yep. can get the announcement when you guys go live. With right, and stuff.
2: if you already follow any of the DLC people on Twitter. At least through Christine and I, I'm sure we're going to be putting out links and things like that for No,
0: No, Indypen. no, no, no. They they should all just go to the Twitter that you're yeah. going to give, click follow. It's just one more At thing Indypen and it'll be Inc.
3: fine.
2: I'll, At. I'll spell
3: it out. At I-N-D-I-E-P-E-N-I-N-K.
2: All one word
0: don't hesitate to give out your Twitter, like anytime. no, I'm not
2: hesitating at all. I'm just I'm trying to plug our own Twitters as well,
1: oh, yeah, you can do that <laughs> too the word in there. Do it all, do it all. That's what I always do. I'll do it all,
2: although I did hit three hundred this week,
1: uh-huh.
2: Ooh. not that I, I don't even remember the last thing I put on Twitter. I think it had something to do with retweeting something Christine put out. It might have been today, yeah, I retweeted the thing about her seven shards.
3: So oh, yeah.
2: go, go buy seven shirts. You retweeted available right. on eShares. Circle.
0: I should definitely be nice. more on the ball about what I'm doing with Twitter. I have no idea how many people oh, are man. bothering with this. I
3: somehow like lucked into this amazing thing where someone just retweets my my pinned tweet like constantly, and then other people retweet it all the time, and it's oh. great.
0: Interesting. Yeah, Exciting. you should maybe. Hook I don't know somebody why they keep that.
3: doing it, but. I'm thrilled about it.
0: <laughs> you have a fan. You have a brand ambassador. I got. Followed. I think it's someone
3: go. that um like
2: just retweets everybody's pin tweet. But I got followed whatever. by Hulu today. I, I don't know what that means. Hulu. But <laughs> yeah. Out of all the random people that could follow me, Hulu followed me. Uh,
0: no, so I just you are following sort of the hope. Remember like, like when, like when a, a corporation years follows ago, you, it means they just want you to follow them back.
2: Yeah. A
3: couple years ago, Hillary Clinton followed me on Pinterest.
2: <laughs> I was like what is this what's going on that was like right after I joined Twitter one of the first people to follow me was Juliet Landau who played Drusilla in Buffy and um, I lost my show <laughs> but then I was like oh she just wants me to buy her movie that she's doing about vampires <laughs> she
3: targeted you <laughs> she did
0: yeah there's it's it's so bizarre how twitter like you you get follows from people that you get excited about only to find out oh yeah it's because there's a machine that follows everyone and
2: then right there's a bot yeah so i guess just their assistant i think what's more important to us um rather than talking about the things that we want to roll out i think the more important question would be to you guys who are established authors what resources what? and needs do you guys have? <laughs> no,
1: I was like, huh? <laughs> mm-hmm. say that again. I'm sorry. <laughs> w- resources
0: that we have?
2: No, that you would. What your Re- resources needs. and needs would you have? Like what as annoyed authors, what do you wish was out there? <laughs> that OK, is I got not one there.
1: <laughs> I got one and I'm annoyed. You ready? So, yes. I cannot write a story in a straight line apparently. I can't do it. I just can't do it. So, I need some structural structural guidance, okay? Seven I need this
3: story structure or seven what point? The 7 no, point. Yeah, funny you should ask I want that something
2: because that's my saving grace. One of straight, the first I tutorials I plan on rolling out is how I structured Proxy because Proxy is also a nonlinear story because I don't need that. I got
1: that. I understand that.
2: Yeah. So because it's a nonlinear story and it has so many different perspectives because I can't just write from one perspective. Um, I, I write like a television show and a movie. Everybody gets like the viewpoints of different people. So one of the things that I really struggled with was story structure as well. Um, but once I started using the seven point structure, it really helped because basically what I was able to do is create an individual story structure for each character. And once each character had a story structure, it was easy for me to mix up because I did it all on cards. And so once I had seven cards for every character of their most important points in the book, I could rearrange those however I wanted and it didn't matter because it still made sense. Because from the beginning of the book to the end of the book, no matter whose story was being told in what chapter, everybody's story got told in a sequence that made sense yeah, in a proper arc mm-hmm.
1: oh good because so, i i could yeah. have used that have you
2: point. watched that video <laughs> it's
3: dan wells made it um, are you yeah, asking me I, did. I have no yeah idea. yeah i've, seen, I that. Not, I've I seen that you should watch it we'll get you the link because um, mm-hmm. it like blew my mind because i was struggling with that too because i've got you know 50 gajillion characters in my book um and you get lost in it um And, yeah, like, he breaks it down, and at the end, like, does he tell you to do it, like, character by character in the very final video, I think? See,
2: I didn't actually get through the Dan Wells video, because there's, like, five, five? (laughs) there's five parts, Christine, and they're, like, 10 10 to 15 minutes each, and I have a life, so I, he is, he is, it was a good video. I actually watched part of it again today for reference on something that, um, Elon Samuel and I were talking about, but, uh. What, did I, what i what ended yeah. up doing is finding a shortcut article about the same exact thing he was talking about that yeah. helped me do the same exact thing but in less amount of time because a i am lazy oh, and b gracious. i my time is valuable i'm a very important uh-huh. Christine. Sure. i don't i don't sure. know if you i'm kind of a big deal mm-hmm. so <laughs> do you know like how much of your time every day i get so are I we
1: get? good good job <laughs>
3: This coming on your number one priority.
2: What's what's hilarious (laughs) about this? None of your listeners realize this, but because I'm on Christmas break already, I spent all day annoying Christina at work. Yeah,
1: I was like Uh, all day. Like
2: I did nothing, but I did nothing but sit on Slack a little bit today. So I talk about how busy I am. We were joking about how
3: like Becky is the JF of drink shares, and I'm the oh, I totally am.
0: Nice.
3: And
2: well, your
0: face is also very round. <laughs>
2: exactly. I think you have a lovely face, Christine. Thanks.
0: Round Thank is not a negative.
2: No, I'm just saying. Why would I'm you this yeah. Everybody's pretty. Talk about face
3: shape. Goodness.
1: He's very into that. I don't know. It's, it's weird. I know. It's it super
3: important. To bringing me. it up.
0: It's like my version of phrenology.
3: <laughs> we should talk uh. about. I don't know. Eyebrows. <laughs>
1: Not face shape, okay. Um, I don't know. So, uh, we
2: I guess, have completely I guess derailed things, here. <laughs> two of the things that we could mention that we haven't really mentioned yet is the fact that um, Elena Mae Darcy, the author of They Are the Last and Elon Samuel, who is... He doesn't really have a story out, but he is just a known quantity. He's working
3: on, like, many different Yeah, he's just a known things. quantity
2: on Ink It's Like, everybody knows Elon. Um, yeah. He was friends with... John Robin and worked on him with. Uh, shoot, I'm trying to plug his podcast for story right, editing. Right, 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 right. right. yeah, right, write W R I T E R I G H T, um, which is editing um, wait, and things but, like that. So,
1: wait, um, Elon does have a story. It's in too many controllers. He's Oh, part he of
3: does the, have um, a story, right. story. and so yeah, does yeah, Elena, and so so Elena. Too, right? And Elena. So, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep, mm-hmm. they're both in there. See, we both poached your people.
1: I
0: don't know if
3: there
1: are uh, people, I think. yeah, no, there are people. Their yeah. own...
2: They are. Our people. They're, they're loyal <laughs> as...
1: <laughs> they belong to me. They
2: are ours and we are not going to give them up. So anyway, they're both also involved. aggressive. No. they did, right? I'm, just, wow. I'm assertive. Are you surprised? Oh, yeah. A woman who no, asserts no, herself, God. of course, she's aggressive.
1: Oh, boy. Oh, really? no. I was thinking that was... It was the wine in that case. It was the wine. wine. No,
2: it's, this is me. <laughs> That that was not wine. That was do, That was Do full you really believe be-
0: I would have said anything different if it was a man or even a cat?
1: No, JF would not Who have said anything different. Who I accuse
0: know? Paul of being aggressive when he raises his two eyebrows at once. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that has happened.
2: Well, how dare Anyway, you? as I was trying to say before it turned into a gender war, um, Elena May Darcy, the author of They Are the Last, and Elon Samuel the Great, are both involved with IndiePen. Um, we also have Caitlin Brenneke, who no one knows except for the one episode of DLC she was on. Um, she I know her. She is- She is Christine's cousin, and she's a wonderful Shocking. librarian. And she Shocking. is going to be running our researchatorium, which is probably yeah, the one- awesome thing I am most excited about because I really just want that to turn into a place where it's basically saves you the embarrassment of having to Google really creepy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> because and, you, all... and you can find what you're really looking
3: for quickly instead of mm-hmm. having to wade through like all of the extra
2: right. information so, you have to wade through. We've all had that moment as a writer where we, we were sitting in front of the Google screen debating on whether this is something we really want in our internet history before we yeah. search it. and Or, or like, <laughs> how I've many made my hours do I want <laughs> to spend researching when I should be writing? Right. So the researchatorium is something that we really hope um, through the help of Caitlin, who loves research. Like that's what she lives for. Yeah. She's an archivist. Yeah. So oh. give her a topic and she'll basically run with it. And she has access to not only, the libraries that she has worked at but she has a like a web of librarian friends that she can basically send off stuff to and be Mm -hmm. like hey what resources do you have on this particular subject or thing or concept or idea or history or whatever um so that's something i really look forward to exploiting in the future (laughs) exploiting (laughs)
0: schools librarians are amazing tools to have at your disposal
2: yes um and people if you don't what? have a librarian at hand, go back to our 18th episode. Yes, it was our 18th. Because right. she, she was on our, our 19th episode, which we thought was insanely cool because it was the women and gender issues. Episode. Listen to that one Yeah, And for those of you who don't know The 19th amendment is the one that gave women the right to vote So that's why it was really cool that it was the 19th episode But I digress um, Caitlin was our guest on episode 18 When we talked about why libraries are magic And why they are an important resource Yet neglected and forgotten resource For modern day writers In the age of the internet Which is a one click yeah. away
3: And people in general They're community resources mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: That's cool
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, I mean, not yeah. only will women slaying stories be um, hosted on the show under the umbrella, but we hope to give um, Elon a platform for the editing services that he wants to roll out in the future. It's
1: very cool. cool. So
0: uh,
2: we're
1: go ahead, go ahead.
0: I was going to say, like, for someone who is in the middle of editing right now, um, having resources to better understand what you're supposed to expect from an editor and what you're, what you're I don't know, I don't want to say right, but what you should be looking out for would be invaluable for a lot of first-time writers.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, God, yeah. Especially if someone's offering to, to edit for free. Like, you know, do they – are is their feedback actually – even worth the free fee. <laughs> like, right?
0: Yeah, because th- there is such a thing as... Th- there is a, the chance of an editor actually damaging your story. And if you mm-hmm. don't have the confidence, knowledge, or you don't know what you're getting into, you may feel like these are changes you have to make. After all, an editor is giving them to you. And that could actually backfire.
3: Yeah, was it, I think you guys talked about how... Um, like, Only a certain percentage of the feedback they're actually expecting you to use and they're just was, I don't know if I'm remembering one of your old episodes correctly or not. Probably. I don't necessi- but,
1: yeah. I don't necessarily I, know that you have to use anything. Yeah. Like, they, you're, yeah, they- you're
3: not expected to implement every single thing that they say.
1: Right. No, no,
0: no it's, that, it's basically having, uh, an expert outside eye that will have a look at what you're doing, but, Just having and having that kind of resource what you guys are talking about having that extra resource to help people get into Understanding the editing process because it can be complicated. I mean, it's not just someone saying hey you should do this That's more of a better reader. The editor is way more involved. So having having Elon or or anybody else be able to sort of give a, a guide to how to handle editing is going to be invaluable for 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 writers who are first starting out in this.
2: Well, and what would be a beautiful thing to eventually have on indie pen would be all people from all different skill sets that when you start writing, you don't think it's important to have design skills. You don't think it's important to have editing skills. You don't think it's important to have video skills because these are all things that you assume, oh, I can get somebody to do that for me. And then you realize just how expensive those things are one of the things that I learned very early on, and luckily I feel like I'm talented and creative enough to be able to be flexible and adapt because I had a background in art. I did yearbook as a kid. I did photography as a a student in high school. So I had a background in these things. Um, But so much of being an independent author is putting work in in places that aren't writing. It's designing your website. It's designing your banners. It's designing- the PR too, Oh the P- like yeah the PR ourselves. the social social networking you have to do, um, so much of what you are doing as a writer is not writing the book. It's getting exposure for the book. But to get those mediums in which you can expose the book are artistic things like video editing, recording design. And if you don't have those skills and talents, you're kind of screwed as an independent author, unless you can afford to have someone do that for you. So one of the things that we really want to do as a website is to create not only a one-stop shop for writing resources, but all of the other unspoken things you have to learn to do as an independent writer that no one tells you about until you enter an e-shares contest.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, go ahead. I was just going to say like,
0: and it's not necessarily about always learning to do it yourself, but as much as even if you're going to be hiring someone out, let's say you do have that, those contacts and you do have those resources being conversant in the matter so that you can critique and you know how to ask the things that you need to get is Mm -hmm. super important. People neglect that. They think, Oh, I'll just hire someone, but hiring someone without knowing,
3: there's almost a language you need to learn.
0: Oh, absolutely. Sorry, Paul, I cut you off. You were going to say something.
1: No, 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 I was just going to agree. I was just going to say, yeah, that would be... It's a useful tool to know that that stuff. or to You know, to have some help with that kind of stuff because there's just so much... So many different aspects that you may not ever realize that goes along with this, you know? Especially if you wanted to do something like crowdfunding, for example. Mm-hmm. Many people... Um, in um, what's the name of the, the Launchpad contest? Is that am I correct? The Launchpad right now on in um Many of those people have like sold less than a dozen books in crowdfunding. Um, not that I think that that matters for that particular contest. I'm not really familiar a whole lot with it. Yeah, but I think
3: it, you can win either way.
1: Right, but but the point is, is like um, maybe that person only has sold you know less than a dozen because they have no clue what they're doing. Crowdfunding is oh, hard. Yeah. You know? yeah, I mean
3: any of the contests there's always been like, you know, a bottom section to the list of entrants where right. you know it's in the, the zero to ten range and just stays there.
1: Right. And um there are plenty of uh um plenty of uh stories on, on Inkshares and other crowdfunding uh book sites where you have that same issue. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So any kind of help is always going to be beneficial. Um, Absolutely. So it's really cool that you guys are doing that. Um, but actually, we have went over our hopefully time, you know, which is okay. But we're trying to stay at the forty-five minute mark because that's a nice, you know, nice one. But we never make it. So we've yeah, once we again would, oh, gone we went no about that. So.
0: We aim for <laughs> forty-five so that we can hit an hour.
1: Yeah, exactly. So we're all, we're uh, just a few minutes away from an hour now. So let's um. Let's uh, let you guys give you a chance to plug your stuff one more time so anybody who's listened to this uh, can check you out um, wherever the internet um, is hiding you, you know, so.
3: All right. Uh, This is uh, Christine, and you can follow me at Bone Bone Tweets, and my link will be right there on my pinned tweet for my book.
2: And I am at Rebecca S. Lieber. Um, And you can find anything about Intrapid or Proxy coming up soon on there. Also, any updates that we have on IndiePen, which is at IndiePen, Inc. I-N-D-I-E-P-E-N... I N K. Am I right, Christine? Please tell me I didn't right. mess up the tweet. Yeah, it sounds
3: it sounds so much longer when you spell it letter by
2: letter, but yeah. Right. Well and I also went <laughs> super slow in my teacher voice. So <laughs> yeah. Um February 3rd is when we plan on rolling out our first episode of Drink Inc, which like we said is gonna be the closest thing that we have to DLC. Plan on seeing some familiar faces from the show, maybe not as consistently as you would have it's seen gonna, on the show. Yeah, but that's gonna
3: have a, a rotating cast. So um, mm-hmm. if you like drinking and talking about books, let me know, and I'll, I'll put you on the list for the, the future episodes. Well, and
2: I like at least
0: one of these things.
2: Well, definitely, <laughs> definitely keep an eye out for our pet project of all pet projects, which will air um, Elena... Christine and myself which we will call Savvy Snark and Sass Save Your Ass and that is basically a show where you as a writer who have a major writing problem be it a problem with your character development your story development your writing of dialogue um, anything that you have to do with the writing process you're stuck you can't fix it you send in your problem to Savvy Snark and Sass which are Elena Christine and myself and we will give you three different perspectives on how we would solve that problem and that is why we call it saves your ass because at the end we can give you different perspectives on how we would break through whatever said block you have
0: that sounds interesting paul you you said you were having trouble maybe you should look into that
1: yes maybe your first questions will come from Uh, this guy
2: absolutely wouldn't that be nice to have a known quantity as the first episode
1: oh
0: paul can be surprising did you know he's a juggalo anyways (laughs) paul where can people find you on the internet
1: why does this always come up
0: because it amuses (laughs) me and it will always amuse me it's It's the best thing ever
1: i'm on the internet i have a website my website is (laughs) paulinmansc.com dot com, p a u l i n m a n s c You can also follow me on Twitter at PaulInmanSc and um, Instagram at PaulInmanSc. You get the theme, right? So, um, uh, and I also want to take a second and plug the author page, dot com slash PaulInman.
3: Ooh, I've no to SC. Check that
1: out. Um, there, I have posted a couple of uh, writing things. Including um, just today, I posted a uh, script that I wrote a couple of years ago. So, just so you know, the script is terrible, but you know, you're feel free to read it, but it is awful. So, um, yeah, and uh, <laughs> right brain, you can follow right brain on Twitter at right brain underscore where um, JF and I sometimes do things. Yeah, you know, so.
3: and there's dance offs,
1: maybe, maybe. But those might be postponed until February, right? I was going
2: to say, because yeah. if you guys think for any second that just because DLC isn't a thing anymore, that Indiepen will not be soliciting dance contests via Twitter, <laughs> you're sorely mistaken.
1: I've been waiting for JF to uh, send out, you know, a video of him dancing.
0: That will never happen. I would never like happen. To see that. <laughs> never. I, never.
3: I would pay $5 for that.
1: <laughs> not enough money in the planet.
3: <laughs> I mean, well, I would pool it with everyone else's
2: $5
1: nope but you I'd know what you could do dude that. you could do the um sprinkler you remember the sprinkler right i have no idea what you're talking
0: about
2: yeah Are they I shopping cart? That? Oh. a little can opener action maybe
1: yeah come on you could do it nope. the running man nope. the do old school running man not the new
2: one nope. Bang
0: so uh, you can you guys can find me on twitter <laughs> at jf dubo that's j f d u b e a u or you can go to my website jfdubo.com slash books scroll down the bottom of that page and sign up for my newsletter so you can keep aware of all the stuff i do I don't use it very often so don't have, don't be don't be worried about me spamming you it ain't going to happen
1: i mean he barely communicates with me so i, I mean, it's
0: <laughs> been a rough two months <laughs> so,
1: I, I just um, want to thank I want yeah. to
0: thank uh, Christine and uh, oh, got God, blanking on your name. <laughs> How long is Becky, it going to take for J after I Becky, remember my name? Christine and Becky. <laughs> <laughs>
2: for God's sakes, I was your first fan mail. <laughs> I
0: yes. L- listen, <laughs> listen here. Um, no, I want to thank Becky and Christine for being on the show today. It was really cool having you guys on. I'm Thanks looking for forward her. to uh, to, to in, in, Indie Pen Inc. Indie Ink Pen. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking forward to February when you guys start your February. new podcast.
3: To February. That's what I said. To so February. Yeah, I'm agreeing. I'm agreeing with you.
0: Okay. Yeah, fine. All right. That's it. I'm so... Next time we record, Paul, I'll be so much better because I'll be done with my edits.
1: Yes, your brain won't be mush. I get Uh, it. I get it. It's garbage right now. (laughs) All right.
0: Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll catch you next week, maybe. We'll see. Holidays might be tricky.